Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. It's Poppin' Rick. What's up? This will be, because, you know, the tight ends are great. You got to love the tight end position. Um, and we'll probably talk about tight ends a little bit, you know, the two or three of them that are really good uh, in our rookie draft shows. But we do not rank tight ends. We didn't last year. This year, there's some good guys. <laughs> But uh, this will this be year's last, class is really good. Tight end class. Uh, this will be the last ranking show that we do for the rookies. Um, there will be one final readjustment show where we'll talk about all of uh, the rookie rankings. Post draft? Uh, no, pre draft. Final pre draft okay. rookie ranking show that we'll do um, where we'll talk about all of our rankings and talk about changes we've made over the last two, three weeks. Um, if there's guys that we've we've come to like more or not like more and discuss just all the prospects heading into the draft. And then uh, we'll talk about winners and losers after the draft and, and how that affects. I don't know if we do another set of rookie uh, ranking shows uh, pertaining to post-draft landing spots. But uh, today we are going to talk about the top five rookie running backs in this class. And I think there's like three, maybe four, that will end up being good in the NFL. And then the rest are probably just going to be... Um, you know, either a surprise player that ends up playing better or, uh, you know, just backups. So uh, we'll talk about that before we do check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have. Um, so I wanted to preface this. This is probably going to be the position that changes the most pre-draft to post-draft. I think the top guys will top two guys will probably remain the same yeah. because if you have elite talent, uh, it doesn't matter at this point. This is what I figured out. Kenneth Walker went to a team with two running backs and then ended up being ridiculously good. Um, we thought Brees Hall was going to be stuck behind guys. Uh, he didn't end up being stuck behind, stuck behind anyone. It took him so one week. <laughs> it took him one week. So it's like if you draft a guy relatively high in the NFL draft at the running back position, then chances are that person is going to take over the job. Now I will say. Draft capital slash landing spot matter most for these guys. If a running back gets drafted in the first round by a football team, the running back position is not a valuable position to anybody. Correct. If you get drafted in the first round by a football team, regardless of who is on that team, there is a good chance that that running back is going to get run. Um, yep. And so I think every single season when they're – Every single year there's been a running back taken in the first round. That running back usually ends up a top 12 to 15 running back in fantasy football that season. Uh, Josh the only Jacobs one I can think of that didn't was Penny. And Penny was hurt. It was Penny, Penny, Penny Travis Etienne got hurt oh, as well. Clyde. So Clyde, uh, well, was he? Was he, a he was close, though. He was yeah. top 20. So, like, but these guys usually end up having success. There's usually at least one, um, unless the class doesn't have running backs. Like, last year... Um, I don't think there was, was there a first, was Brees in the first round or was he a second? I can't remember. Uh, Brees, Brees was, was first top there. of the second, I think. But, um, anyway, so just capital and all that stuff matters for running backs. And I think, you know, as, as the fantasy community, we like to talk about talented running backs and all of that stuff. And, 
you know, the, the position doesn't matter as much as it used to. And talent doesn't matter as much as it used to at this position. It just doesn't. And unfortunately you can watch film and you can dissect and you can be like, Oh, I think this guy's going to be good. I think this guy's not going to be good. It just depends on what team takes them. If they fall in love with them and are they going to give them carries? You know, it's easy. Yeah. Anybody in the NFL can become an NFL running back. <laughs> if you are good enough to be in the NFL as a running back, you're good enough to be one of the top guys at this I, point. So Yeah, uh, I'll, say, I'll say like of all the, the three shows we've done, I think landing spot and draft capital matter most for this one. probably for running backs. Yeah. So sure. um, we're going to give you our, our best as we can predict pre-draft rankings here. And um, and try to do this quickly. All of our shows have been exponentially long, so we'll give the profiles and then talk about the player a little bit, and then um, and uh, and then you know send you on your merry way. But uh, let's start off with the number one guy, um, which this is pretty this is pretty friggin' consensus if you ask me. Um, I've never I have not seen I've one not list seen, where he's not number one. There are people that say, and I he's not going to go higher than. Because, like I said, the running back position is becoming less valuable over time. Mm. But there are people who have said that, and not just crazies on Twitter, there are people that who have said that Behan Robinson, who is the number one ranked for both of us, is mm. a a more a highly a more highly valued and better prospect than Saquon was coming out. I don't agree with that. Like that. Um, so that that is how high people think of him, though. That's that's yes. kind of where you have to keep yeah. it. He's not going in the top ten. He's not going in the top five. Well, gonna, oh, dear God. There's a, there's a rumor that the ah, Eagles won in the 10. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah, because um, Miles Sanders is gone. So. But this is one of your – this is one of those proto you – know, talk about running backs. You want them between 5'10". If you get a six-foot guy, they tend to run tall. So, like, you get issues there. There's not many running backs that end up being, like, 6'1", 6'2", like Derrick Henry – and uh, running yep. people over. It's just, it's not, it's not usually a mold that works, but 5'10, 5'11, 220, 215, 220 pounds is where you want to be. Uh, it's be, the mold. Beyond Robinson, 5'11, 215. So he's exactly where he needs to be. 40 yard dash was 4'4'6. Four, four, so you're talking about a running back that is big, bulky, strong, and freaking fast. Um, yep. The speed score, 89th percentile. Burst score, 82nd percentile. Um, he ranks number five out of all running backs in this class um, for athleticism score um, and all time at the position of running back. He's 199. So um, out of 666. So he's, he is, he is a athlete. Um, but I think, you know, what he can do really shows on film because he is big. He is fast. He is powerful. He can, uh, I believe he can pass catch. Um, he's one of the most gifted athletes that you're going to see at the running back position. Um, he makes, he makes cuts like jukes and athletic like actions. Yeah. His agile moves. It looks like he's like sub 200 pounds. Yeah. So the move, he also runs guys over. He also (laughs) runs guys over. So he's like, He's just re- he's ridiculous when it comes to his athleticism. He runs he he runs big and he he can also uh, run with agility. Um, and he you know you line him up outside, he could be a, a split wide wide receiver if you want to yep. do that. So he just does everything and he does everything well. Um, and I think when you look at you know uh, Bihan, it's like 
this is one of those guys that if he gets drafted, he's he's kind of like like Brees or Kenneth Walker, where I think they went in the second round last year. I could be wrong on that still, but yeah, they did. Um, they went early second. So like he could go early second, and I would still draft him in the you know in the top four rounds of a redraft league because I think he's that he's going to be that good. Um, so and there's you know there's obviously negatives on him, but I think I think you know people. You know, one of the negatives actually on this website that I'm reading from, uh, his raw yardage production is not quite on par with others given his quote generational talent. So we're just we're this this is the this is the language that we're using for Bihan. Generational talent. Yep. Um, but he's a complete back. He's gonna be a feature bell cow, you know, like for a team that wants to do that, i.e. Philadelphia, who would be perfect. Um and he's probably gonna be a first round pick, I would guess. Um, I think he'll be a first rounder as well. Yeah. So he's number one for that reason. I think draft capital will push him in there, but I think he's, he's a, he's a very good prospect. He, if you don't think he's, you know, talent wise, prospect wise on the level of Saquon Barkley, he is the best thing we've had prospect wise since Saquon Barkley. So, um, he's ridiculously good. I love him. Yeah. I, I think so. I would say Saquon to me was, is the best running back prospect of all time. So I would, I wouldn't quite put him there with Barkley, but I think he's the best since. I 100% agree with that. Barkley ran like a four four, and was two thirty three. Barkley's, Barkley's workout metric. Can I just tell you Saquon's workout metrics really quick? Yeah. Ninety six percentile, one hundredth percentile, ninety eighth percentile, ninety sixth percentile. Ridiculous. He's had the best workout metrics of all time, and he had the best college numbers of all time, and he was drafted second overall in the NFL draft. So yeah, that's I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's Saquon, but yeah. I'm not saying that, but there no, I, people, I know there are people who are saying that though. I think he's better than Brees Hall as a prospect. He's better than Najee Harris as a prospect. He's better than Kenneth Walker as a prospect. Yeah. He's better than Josh Jacobs, Clyde, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. You can go down the list of guys since Barkley. Um, and even before like McCaffrey and, and Leonard Fournette, I think, Bijan is better than all those guys as prospects, other than Saquon. He's the best since. Yeah. He has he's he's got everything you want in a running back. He's fast, he's quick, he's strong, he's prototypical size. Um, statistically, he's people what was that report? It wasn't as good gen, as, as you'd want from a generational running back. He still had like 1,600 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. His first year in 2020 in the shortened season, he had eight yards per carry. Just stupid numbers. Yeah. Um that's crazy. And the, looking at this scattering report, his only weaknesses, they gave him like a list of all these strengths. Mm-hmm. They only gave him four weaknesses, and two of them are basically saying that he tries to do too much sometimes instead of just taking the hole, which was the same problem with Saquon. That was like Saquon's biggest weakness, and still kind of in the NFL. You'll see sometimes he tries to like take it to the outside when he could just rush for four or five yards down the middle. So Bihan will probably do the same thing. But outside of that, perfect running back. He's probably going to be the 101 and not probably he will be the 101 in every single rookie draft that doesn't have um, super flex and even super flex leagues. I've seen him going number one because of how people are sure that he's going to be a top five fantasy running back right away. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Especially if he goes to the Eagles, dude, Like (laughs) you're talking about him going in the first round and redraft. If he goes to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's been a while since we've seen a running back be put in that conversation. And um, yep. I, I certainly hope not because I'd love to draft him in the second round. Yeah. 
But I mean, he might. Saquon was what I think 106, 107 yeah. when he was a rookie. Yeah, so he'll so, probably be he'll probably be first or second. It's see the big thing is that some people research and then you end up with your buds who are drinking, uh, drinking, uh, you know, beers and and partying and and also drafting at the same time. And then he goes first. And he overall. goes first. Yeah, either goes first or everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, they don't know who he is, and he goes the fourth yeah. round. So um, anyway, our number two guy consensus. Um, you want Alvin Kamara, Rick? You want? You yes, want another Alvin her. Because I like I like Jameer Gibbs as that. Uh, he's 5'9", 199. Fits kind of that mold. Um, he actually gets a player comp with C.J. Spiller. Remember that guy back in the day? Um, he was good for fantasy. Oh, he's fantastic for fantasy. Um, but Jamar Gibbs ran a 4'3", 6", uh, and had a 91st percentile speed score. So he is electric. Um, nice. He wins with his suddenness. So uh, he can make people miss. Um, he's not, he's not going to be power back. He's not that. No, he's player. not that. He's very small. So, um, but he's very quick. Um, change of direction is really good. So he, he's going to be able to take advantage of that. Um, he's going to be, you know, he probably will, NFL teams will probably try to make him a featured back. The issue for him is size. And so I don't know if he, he's going to be able to hold up with a full NFL workload. Yeah, um, I don't think kinda, you should give him 250 carries. Kind of reminds me of like Travis Etienne, where like the, last year, I, I've said this many times on this podcast. Etienne just there were games where they gave him 20 carries, and at the end of the game, he just yeah, like, he yeah, he didn't. He looked like he didn't have it anymore. Um, so he doesn't have that size to be that, but I think people are they're they're comfortable with him being a you know a guy that can be that. But I think the biggest thing for him is is his pass catching ability, like. I don't. I don't think we've seen like Bihan is complete and he's really good, but I I don't sure. think we've seen for a for a very long time a running back who can pass catch like this guy can. And if you get him in the NFL, he's probably going to be a second round pick, is what my guess would be. I would agree. He's and probably early. He's one of those early second rounders. Like whatever team he ends up on, they're going to throw him the ball. Yeah, and if that's the case in PPR formats, you want to have a guy like Jam- Jameer Gibbs on your team. Um, you don't really want to play around with that. So, I look at I look at Gibbs as as the type of player that I would I would draft as the second running back off the board in in um in rookie drafts specifically because he does provide that receiving upside. Like if he comes into the pro game and the team that he's on gives him ten targets a game you automatically have a running back that's probably going to finish top 15 at least. So um, he's the type of player that is very unique from that aspect. Uh, in terms of his rushing, you know, there's there's some aspects of it that need improvement. And, you know, he like I said, he's a little bit smaller of a back. So it's like, you know, he's not like, yep. like he's 200 pounds. So it's not like he's not like strong or big. Like a 5'9 dude, 199 pounds is that's a thick That's, dude. Yeah. So, like, he's not small. Uh, I've seen these small, like, petite running backs. He's not. He's Those not. 180s. But he's short. Yeah. He's very short. So, you know, like that. That that's an aspect that you're not going to be able to overcome. So that size might be hard for him to carry the workload, which is his biggest concern. But I think you know, 15. Like, you look at. I say Alvin Kamara because you look at Alvin Kamara. He's not a guy that carries the ball 20, 25 times a game. He carries it 12 times a game and then catches eight passes. So it's like. 
that's where you're going to see Jameer Gibbs. That's the style of play that he's going to have in the NFL. I'm just curious about what team takes him and how high they do because if he ends up like a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick, I still really like him, but I'm more concerned about where he is in terms of, you know, specifically this upcoming season, but long-term, yeah. does somebody want to give him that workload? I think he's he's going to be a second-round pick. And I, I agree. I think if he falls there, it would hesitate for me, but I still would like the player. Mm-hmm. Um He's he's kind of what you wanted Clyde to be coming out. Like remember Clyde coming out was like the pure pass catching running back. He'll yep. be a PPR darling. Yep. And then the Chiefs didn't use him in the passing game for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> that's what Gibbs is. But Gibbs is better athletically than Clyde. Mm-hmm. Clyde was five seven. He wasn't like that fast. He ran like a four five or something like that. Yeah. Gibbs is five nine, two hundred, mm-hmm. and runs a four three six. So he's uh, he's also elite athletically. Mm-hmm. The Alvin Kamara comparison you see a lot, and I think it's really true. He reminds me of Alvin Kamara. He might even be shiftier and faster than Alvin Kamara. He's almost like DeAndre Swift, but bigger, which is like it's it's kind. I'm a I'm a big fan of Gibbs, especially for fantasy. I think um, he's gonna be the perfect PPR player. I was kind of comparing his receiving numbers to other past receiving running backs. Yeah. Um, coming out and it kind of is very similar to other guys like McCaffrey, like the Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like mm-hmm. the DeAndre Swifts. So he's got that elite passing ability. I think he can be like an Austin Eckler type in fantasy where, you know, he might or Kamara where he doesn't really get the 200 plus carries, but he gets like 70, 80 receptions in the NFL um, with the touchdowns as well. So I'm really interested to see where he ends up landing. I think that will, mm-hmm. um, I think he'll probably still be number two for me unless he really falls yeah. in the draft. But as long as he's still a second round so, pick, I, I think he'll still be number two. But it might hurt his cause to, depending on where he goes or really help. The running back position is just, like I said, it's such a wacky position because you can have guys like, you know, the the year that um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was taken in the first round. You know, mm-hmm. I think in that draft he was like the third running back in the class. Yeah, he was fourth, I think, for a lot because that was and, Dobbins, Swift, and Taylor. Yeah, and he, and he ended up going as the first running back to Kansas City, and obviously that changed people's perspective of it. But like, to me, anything can happen. Like Gibbs could go number one, or teams could just hate him. They could, they could, there could be something in the meeting room where they just don't like him or they, whatever. That's true. And they could just he could fall the fourth or fifth round. And he might be a freak talent, but they just didn't think he was worth that first round pick. And they might not see that. Now, this is the pro game. So, like, I could see Gibbs, like, Behan might go to the, he's probably going to go first. He's going to go to the Eagles. But there's a world where I see Jameer Gibbs going off the board first because of his pass catching ability. And people might want that as a part of their team. So, it's like, I think he's going to be fine. I think, you know, just watch his landing spot and his draft capital and where that goes. Because if you get in the second round, Landing spot definitely starts factoring in a little bit more um, than the draft capital aspect of it. Um, so just keep an eye, that on, uh, an eye on that. But the next three guys that we're going to talk about um, are all dart throws. Are all yeah, they're they're dart throws for the they're most good part. Good prospects, good but prospects. like to me, they could all you know move yeah. around. And there's a lot of other guys, like some guys. I'm just going to go through some guys that we do not have on this show that actually have upside. Um, there's a, a running back from UAB that's ranked, I think is the fifth running back on PFF. His name is, um, is Dwayne McBride and yeah. he was ranked 14th and third the last two years in the country at the running back position, but he plays for a crap school. Uh-huh. 
So he's a guy that could end up going higher. Tank Bigsby is a guy that people, a lot of people probably heard of. Tajay Spears is a fantasy football Twitter darling. Sean Tucker, some people like on Twitter. Deuce Vaughn has been out there. So there's a guy, Zach Evans. Roshan um, Johnson, I've seen his highest three, and he's the yep. backup running back for Bijan. It was like the year when Michael Carter and Javante went yeah. out. So it's just there's a lot of guys, and any one of these guys could get drafted in the second round where you have to start considering, hey, ooh, is this yep. a good landing spot? Could this guy be better? Yep. Uh, I remember the David Montgomery year. The Bears drafted him in the second round, and I don't think anybody thought he was going to be that particularly highly drafted. And you know, and you had to change your mind on him a little bit because regardless of right. what you thought pre-draft – he was going to get run. Um, so, all right. The next guys that we're going to talk about, I tried to make this as consensus as I could for Rick and I. Um, but Devin Akane is three. He's got some good upside. He's kind of similar uh, in terms of the pass catching to Jameer Gibbs. Not Obviously not mm-hmm. as good. But he's, I think, the fastest running back in this class. Is that? Yes, yeah, I think so. He the fastest 40 times. So, um, he is 5'8", 188, much smaller. Um, he's going to have... Uh, probably it depends on where he goes, but his role is going to be very specific. He kind of not speed wise, definitely not, but like the role that James white had in the NFL, I could see teams going with this guy and, and utilizing him as that, but he's among the fastest players in college football. Um, he's terrific contact balance for a smaller back. Uh, and then he has no slippage in his cuts. He makes uh, sharp and intermediate cuts. Um, so, you know, very good on the ground in terms of a smaller back. But he's going to be a guy that's a change of pace back, a third down back. Like, I don't see a huge role for him in the NFL. Um, but because of his elite speed, there is something to work with there that could possibly lead to a larger NFL role, if that makes sense. Um, he definitely needs to hit the gym. Like he's small. So like he's a dude that's just, I, I, I feel like he's going to get hit and he's going to get hurt in five seconds to be honest with you. But, you yep. know, um, if you can use him properly, he has home run speed and he has the ability to just, if you miss one tackle on this dude, he's gone. So, um, I think that teams can use that and they will use that to their advantage. And, you know, he could go anywhere from, you know, second round to a team that's desperate for a running back to fifth round. Like that's where like his range of outcomes are for the draft. And if that's the, like, if he goes in the fourth, fifth round, there's a good chance for me that he doesn't have a ceiling in the NFL in terms of running back. Like I think he would probably fall into the fourth round of rookie drafts, maybe the third um, but I, I do think he's probably going to end up being a second or third round pick, uh, at the end of the day, because just because of the speed. Yeah, I agree. And I think that for fantasy, that's why I think we both have him higher than some people, or well, I guess lower for some people who have him at three, but, um, I, I think a little higher than most people. I've seen a lot of lists where he's like in that mm-hmm. five to six range for running backs, but yeah, his player comp is Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. which, you know, that gets me going because that that's an og fantasy that, superstar that, uh, right there but that speed. that speed that breakaway speed is just um something that i i love to see especially in running backs more mm-hmm. than even any other position yeah. um and he's got that pass catching ability as well where i think for fantasy purposes and ppr he could be an electric mm-hmm. fantasy running back and again 
there's a lot of question marks after these first two guys in terms of landing spots and draft capital and all those yeah. things. But if he gets put in the right situation, uh, he could be electric for fantasy and could be an RB1 for sure in PPR leagues. Um, and I, I love his upside. Uh, I love that potential in him. So I think I had him four, mm-hmm. but he could be as high. I mean, he I could end up moving him up to three depending on what happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh... – I, I had this guy five. Rick has him three. Kendra Miller. Um, I was yeah, already, I, mean, I was already so, talking about Zach Chabernet, and then I, I switched it the last <laughs> second. Um, so uh, Kendra Miller, just to give you a little uh, backstory, he's uh, twenty years old, five eleven, two fifteen. Um, he's got that. He's the same size as. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull Eon. the metrics. He's the same size as Bihan. Is that what you said? Yep. Um, he plays for uh, or played for TCU. Uh, TCU. So, oh, you got another guy coming from TCU. Um, I mean, they did make the national zero, He has zero workout metrics to to look at, but he to me he looks like a back that is. Uh, he probably would be considered. He has the build to be a workhorse running back in the NFL if somebody were to give him that. Um, his burst out of his cuts. Um, are uncommon for a bigger back. Uh, he's a sneaky 200 plus 210 plus pound running back. Um, and tacklers kind of just bounce off him sometimes. And then he has flexibility in his lower half so he can sink when he needs to. Um, so he's really, really good, uh, in terms of those aspects, but, um, he does have uh, some issues. So speed wise, there's a problem. He runs out of gas in open field. So like he's not gonna yep. he's not gonna hit a home run, yep. and he's he's not somebody that is super like he's athletic. Obviously, he's an NFL running back. His athletic score, not on player profile, but NFL.com has him ranked sixth among running backs. Yeah, so he's uh, not, which is good, but not like top of the top of the can. Yeah, he's he's not super super athletic in terms of that. Nothing to write home about, but. Um, relatively, you know, high cut for a running back. He likes to run high, which is not typically good. Um, and he's not like tacklers will bounce off him, but he's not looking to create that, uh, broken tackle. So he's not, he doesn't run like a power running back. He runs sure. more like in a, you know, uh, a agile creator instead. Um, so there's some, it kind of, he's kind of a weird little prospect, but I was going to say he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a David Montgomery coming out where, you know, Monty was actually ranked way higher, but this could be a guy that like no one hears about ever in their entire life besides this podcast right now. And then you'll see him in the XFL in three years and you'll be like, oh, wow. I remember Kendra Miller from that podcast I listened to or not. or he could get drafted in the second round. And everyone's like, oh, God, now we got to readjust the rankings. And that's Kendry Miller. So, um, you know, he does have the size, like I said, to be a bell cow back. He's flexible. Um, there's some things that he needs to work on and improve upon. But I think if he gets drafted by a team that wants to utilize him and he gets drafted high and it's a good landing spot, like, you know, uh, this projection has him in the third round. So, um, you know, he's young. You can develop him maybe in a good mm. spot. He can be a good running back, but, um, you know, there's definitely some question marks there. Yeah. I, I, I like him a little bit more, I think than others. 
Um, there is nothing like super special about him, mm-hmm. but he's got the prototypical size. He was dominant in college. I think that was kind of something that opened my eyes. Uh, he was on that TCU team that made the national championship. I think they were undefeated, mm-hmm. and he was a big reason why. Um, he had seven yards per carry his first two years of college, yeah. and then last year he was at 6.7. Uh, I think he, he could be a workhorse back in the NFL because he's able to do everything really well. He's a great pure runner or a really good pure runner. He's um, he's a good enough pass catcher. Uh, so he has he he has the ability to do kind of everything. Yeah, he's he's still very young. He's only twenty years old when he he'll be twenty one as a rookie. Yeah, so he he's very young, which I like. So he's got he's got a lot, which for, again for running back is very nice. He doesn't have a lot of like um, tread on his tires, I guess. So if you draft him, he's probably going to be good for like six or seven years, which you can't mm-hmm. say for all running backs. Um, so there's there's things I like about him, but there are question marks for sure. And again, with him. Just like a lot of these other guys past uh, Gibbs and Robinson, um, it's going to really depend on capital and landing spot. But I just I think he has of all these guys, he's got the, the he, he might not have anything that's elite traits, but he's very well rounded, and I think he could be an, an actual workhorse for an NFL team depending yep. on where he goes. Um, another guy, kind of similar build, um, is Zach Chabernet, and he's our fifth and final guy that we'll talk about mm-hmm. on this show. Um, and like I said, some of these other guys that I mentioned five minutes ago could also be guys that are discussed in that conversation as well. But, uh, Chabernet was, he was a, I think he was a favorite until the combine. Um, he was yeah. a guy that was, was challenging, uh, Jameer Gibbs in terms of the number two guy in the class. And I think a lot of people wanted Chabernet to be that guy because he has the build, you know, he's five, he's six, six foot tall, two fifteen. Like he has that size of being a workhorse back in the NFL. Um, the issue is, is his speed really hurt him at the combine. Now he is still 70 percentile, but uh, I think a lot of people thought he was going to run a four, four and he ended up running a four, five, three. Um, he has mm-hmm. a 72nd percentile speed score, 78th percentile um, burst score. Um, and he's, you know, he's not as strong as you would think for a bigger back. Um, he's 34th percentile in his bench press reps at the combine. So, um, there was some disappointing facets there, but, um, he knows how to break tackles. So as a, you know, one of the things I don't like to see is if you're considered a power back and you, you don't have a high bench press total, that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he has size that sneaks up on you. So, um, you know, he could get up to 220 pounds easily, soft hands out of the backfield. So he can pass catch. I believe he was a 14.5% college target share, which is 93rd percentile. That's what you want to see. Um, mm. So he's a pass catcher. Um, he lacks a – he's one of those guys that, once again, similar to, you know, Kundre Miller, like – the athleticism is not necessarily as, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not as much there as it is for Jam- Jameer Gibbs and, um, and Behan. So, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have massive athleticism. Um, he's not going to run away from you. So he's not going to, you know, he's not going to separate. We see that with the four or five speed. Um, and then he's, he's got a lot of tread on his tires. He's been in the league for, uh, in college football for four years now. Um, and some of the, just to give you some of his carry totals, 194 in 2022, 204 in 2021. Um, and then he had 19, uh, in 
2020. That was the and, COVID and, year. Yeah, that was the COVID year. But then uh, he also played, I believe, in 2019. So um, this says he had just a total of 640 career touches. He does need to improve as a route runner. Um, so there's that. But I think there's enough here to develop into a good running back. Um, yes, and I agree. Is another guy that could go in the second round or third round or fall the way to the fifth round and people just forget about him. So Isaiah Spiller, um, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. So, um, you know, it could go either way with Chabernet right now. PFF has his, him as their third best running back. Like I said, he was challenging Gibbs for a little while there, but you know, yep. after Bihan and Gibbs, it's just kind of like, you know, whoever gets drafted first, that's where it's going <laughs> to yep. change for us. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, was it last year where it was Hall and Walker and then we were just like, yeah, with everybody else. Yeah, I think it's, it's Gibbs and Robinson are, are elite prospects. And mm-hmm. then everybody else are, is like, you know, they're good, but it's just, they, none of them stand oh. out and it's mm-hmm. going to depend on landing spot and draft capital. But I think uh, Chabonet, he's, he's, um mm-hmm. he's, he's a good prospect. And I think I have him at five, but I, he could easily be number three still, depending on where he goes in yeah. capital. Yeah. The five, the four, five, three just really scared me. Again, which I do like speed in running backs, and um, it wasn't quite up to par. And if you don't have speed, that's fine. You got, but you have to be kind of the, the bulldozer, mm-hmm. which he is and he isn't. He is a little bit, um, but he definitely has everything there. He's got the prototypical size. He was elite in college. Yeah. Um, and the four five three isn't isn't like awful. It's not you know it's still seventieth percentile. His speed and burst scores are still pretty good. So he still has something there. I think he can also be a workhorse in the NFL. I was impressed with his uh, pass catching ability. I know you said his route running could use work, yeah. but thirty seven receptions is really good um, in the college level. So he he can definitely pass catch. Uh, so I do like the prospect, and I think if he's a second round pick and he gets in a good landing spot, yeah, he should be. Fine. I, I would definitely be willing to take him in the first, like late first round of rookie yeah, drafts. And but. in two months, we're going to be talking about Tank Bigsby. Um. Yep. In the yeah, second, I in, know. In the early second <laughs> round to Atlanta. Yep. He'll <laughs> be like, ah, uh, what? So, um, yeah. I mean, these are these are the guys I think uh, Rick and I both look at as they're the highest percentage chance of going in the first three rounds and yep. they have the most upside of those players. Now, like I said, things can change. There's a lot of running backs in this class that people really like that could completely change, you know, after two, after the second guy, you know, cause I would say Behan and Jameer Gibbs are like consensus for everybody after yep. that. It's just like a, you know, it's just a crap show. So any more thoughts on these guys? No, I think that's it. Okay. There you go. Behan, Jameer Gibbs, Devin Kane. Zach Chabernet, Kendra Miller, Ricks is Bihan, Jameer Gibbs, Kendra Miller, Devin Kane, and Zach Chabernet. And then an honorable mention, Sean Tucker. <laughs> Sean Tucker. Um, yep. Next week, we're going to talk about coaches, do a rookie mock. We'll see you then. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.